Sam, you had you had one job and it was to be on time by six thirty. You, I think, don't understand how hard it is to be a YouTuber. I have to, you know, send tweets, manage the largest website in the world, and uh, I just think you're being unreasonable. I mean, your tweet consisted of what six? You you pre-typed your tweet out already. What? No. Oh you gosh! Now everybody knows my secrets of how I, I live tweet. Yeah, get on the get on the hype train, man. Get on the hype train. So this week, what what are we what are we talking about uh, this week now? We're this gonna is episode re- four. Yeah, we are on episode four of the Silicon Podcast. We are gonna revisit the One Plus Five because I read some comments on the podcast last week, saw some dislikes, and I was like, you know what? We really didn't give it a fair shot. We just basically said it's an iPhone clone and blew it off. But I don't think that was a fair look at the One Plus Five because a lot of people were really hyped for this phone. And yeah, I yeah, we was, didn't give it our due diligence. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. You're good. We gotta we gotta get back to it. So let's let's talk about the specs. It obviously looks really similar to the iPhone Seven. That's that's a, a given. We've seen that already. The design. New. Yeah. Exactly. But you know the specs are a little bit different. Obviously, this is a much newer phone than the iPhone Seven. It's got the dual cameras though, which are also very similar. And I don't know. Have you seen video come out of these yet? No, I haven't. I haven't seen any real coverage of the of the One Plus Five. So I saw some video come out of it, and for whatever reason, there's no optic image, optical image stabilization, so it just looks really bad. And I was really shocked. I'm like, you know, I feel for, like for a flagship killer, optical image stabilization would be a given. But I feel like we, OIS is almost like a like a basic a basic amenity that every phone should have now. Yeah. So I was really shocked to see that it was not present on the OnePlus Five, and. I don't, I mean, I don't know. If you don't shoot a lot of video, it's not that big of a deal. And you have the depth effect very similar to the iPhone 7 Plus as well if you want to shoot these portraits. But for somebody who does shoot video, I was kind of shocked that we we didn't see optical image because, like, you can see video and it's just super shaky. I mean, if you're on a boat. Even aside from, even aside from, like, video, like, shooting in low light, if the camera, like, the lens needs to stay open for longer or something, like, your, your shaky, your shaky hand won't be able to counteract anything with the, without optical image stabilization. Yeah. So that was definitely something I was disappointed about. But from what I've seen, it's also crazy fast. And one feature that I actually wanted to talk about that I think OnePlus does now with the OnePlus 5 is dash charge. Yes. That's something that they've really um, they've really pioneered it. Like I think they were one of the first companies to have like a quick charge feature in their phones. And every year it gets better and better, and it blows away the competition. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I love I love the catchphrase. It's like uh, a whole day's power in half an hour or half a day's power. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. Like no one else is doing anything That's nearly really as well as OnePlus is as far as fast charging. Even I think they, OnePlus put out some marketing material of their phone versus the Galaxy S8 and the OnePlus 5 still beat the, the Galaxy S8 even with quick charge. And it kind of makes me question why Apple has not officially come out with some quick charging technology or something to make the phones charge faster, because the iPhone doesn't exactly charge super quickly. Do you want to know why? Because Apple doesn't take anything from other people. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right? never. Never. No. no, I mean, I think that Apple is waiting to find a good way to implement it into Lightning um, without taking USB-C or without taking um, like USB 2.0 or whatever. Um, I think they're still waiting to find a way to put that into Lightning. Yeah, I agree. I mean, maybe... Maybe with the iPhone 8, we'll see something like that, but I'm also not entirely sure. It's... Well, I remember um, when the 
I or when the uh, USB-C rumors were out, there was um, talk that the the power of USB-C could become to lightning, and so that would probably enable quicker charging. Yeah, that would be super cool. I would be very excited to see that happen. But um, I don't know. We we've heard a lot about the iPhone 8's abilities to have wireless charging, but we haven't heard anything for quick charging. Maybe there's a chance, but it's not looking super great as of right now. You're right. Speaking of charging, there is a new, there's a small little, a small little feature that you found earlier in the week. Yes. You want to run over what that was? Yes. So there is a new hidden charging sound in iOS 11 and somebody discovered this and the video that they made on literally just a charging sound got well over 200,000 views. The iOS community never ceases to blow my mind. I mean, it's crazy. Like 200,000 views on a charging sound? What? It was like three seconds, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like a 14 second video. And I'm like, gosh, I'm definitely doing something wrong. I just need to become a <laughs> charging sound YouTuber. But it does sound pretty cool. And I can't play it now just because, going to be honest, I don't know how to like put a third party sound into the stream. But if okay. you want to see it, um, I'll have an article. Right, you can link. send a link. Yeah. And it sounds pretty cool. It's very. I, I guess I would describe it as a, a more wavy sound than just the normal charging sound, if you could even describe sounds in the first place. I really dig it. Um, I like Apple's charging sound now, but I think the, the new one that you found is a lot better. Well, what's fascinating is it's a lot longer. It has like that uh -huh. sound in addition to the regular charging sound as well. Super long. Yeah, and it's... Um, I found it. I'm gonna link it in the description for anybody who wants to hear it. And it's it's more of um. I don't know if you know what Samsung's charging sound sounds like, but I think it's a little bit closer to that than what Apple's is right now. Yeah, I think Does that you're make right. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I I have heard it. It's definitely a little bit closer to to where Apple's going. I think. So that's pretty cool. That was a little feature, feature in iOS yeah, eleven. What'd you say? There's something cool to find, you know, like with, um, with all the betas over the last few weeks outside of like the new iOS 11 stuff, it's really been kind of empty, I feel like. Yeah, hopefully this week we'll be seeing a new beta because I think it's, I think this Wednesday it will be two weeks since we saw iOS 11 beta 2. And speaking of this, actually, this week is our last week on Monday, right around 3 p.m. again, which must be, or I guess 3 p.m. my time, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard in Apple's time zone is when the public beta came out for iOS 11. And we were expecting it, like it was going to come out that week, but the 3 p.m. time is just really weird. But if you wanted to try it iOS 11, you can now. You can do it through the public beta. Uh, there was actually a, a scam that I saw going around if you were trying to install like a hacked developer profile to try iOS 11. So that's why I never post about it. Uh, I see a lot of YouTubers post about, you know, day one, how to install iOS 11. Number one, there's usually a ton of issues. So the last thing I want to do is show people how to get their phones into a reboot loop and then have them super angry. And number two, like, I don't know. I don't know if you should be installing installing the newest firmware on on your devices. Like on iOS 11 beta one for me, I'm really happy that I didn't make a video like that because I had to re, I, had, I think I restored my iPhone seven like seven times in a week. Because really? yeah, with iOS 11, for some reason, the first beta on both of my iPhone sevens, it got into this reboot loop whenever the phone would die. And then like, I would just forget to charge one of them because I had two and it was just a disaster. Like I lost a bunch of stuff and it was just a terrible idea. And I'm like, can't imagine being somebody to show the world how to install iOS 11 on day one when like clearly not a good idea. But if you have wanted to try it, it's really stable now. 
And I think iOS 11 is going in a great direction. Have you installed it on any of your devices, Vince? No, I haven't. Um, I really haven't been using my iPad as much over the last few weeks, but I'm really excited to try out the uh, the new features in iOS 11, and I'm pro I'm planning on doing it soon. Yeah, they're so good. I've got uh, the new 10.5 inch iPad Pro that I picked up a while back, and I, I decided to take the leap and put iOS 11 on there just because it, it definitely feels like right now Apple is putting a lot of emphasis or emphasis on the emphasis, iPads. Yeah, on the iPads, which is a complete 180 from what we've seen in the past. But you know, they're doing it, and I think it's a good move. I mean, the well, iPad. I think you have to look at. Go you ahead. have to look at the uh, the lifespan of an iPad. Every few years, um, they put out a new iPad, and instead of like a phone where you can upgrade it every year, every two years. There's really not a lot of um, turnover in the iPad iPad market. Yeah. So I think it's kind of smart of them to to wait a little bit longer to make significant changes to iOS 11 on iPads, or iOS on iPads. Yeah, I think you're totally right about that. It's it's a great change though. I'm I'm sincerely enjoying my time with iOS 11. If you 11. had to pick, if you had to pick one feature, what is your favorite iOS 11 feature for iPads? Ooh, I think I think it'd have to be drag and drop. Oh well, you know I like the new dock. It's, it's probably tied between the dock, just being able to pull that up anywhere, but like drag and drop, it's not perfect yet just because, you know, it's still beta, but having the ability to drag an app from the dock and just slide it right next to the app store or iTunes or YouTube and type notes or, or look at music or check your email at the same time. I think it's really valuable. And for a machine that's supposed to be able to replace your computer, feels like it probably should have been here a little bit earlier, but um, mm -hmm. I'm happy to see it nonetheless. Um, what, what was I going to say? Have you have you found yourself using all of those new features? Because I know, like sometimes when new features come out, they're kind of gimmicky, and you just kind of go back to using your iPad the same way you did before. That's so a good does point. this change how you use your phone or how you use your device? So, I I honestly think it does. Uh, I didn't use Split View a lot in the past, but I've felt myself a lot more recently. Uh, especially with the new dock. Like if I'm just looking at the app store right now, I can drag up the dock and then swipe all the way up to go to multitasking or drag an app from the dock, like Narwhal for Reddit, and then just check Reddit and be on the app store at the same time or check Twitter and be browsing through Reddit at the same time. And it is really useful. And I didn't, I didn't expect a whole lot for the iPad this year just because Apple's put it on the back burner since I think we first saw split view in iOS 9. They didn't really do anything with iOS 10, and then they came back full force this year. But I really yeah. do think it, it has changed the way I've used my iPad. It, it gets it one step closer to replacing your computer. And for a lot of people, I think the iPad can replace their computer. I really do, because if you're just checking emails, listening to music, browsing the web, downloading apps, that's exactly what an iPad is. Yeah, as long as you're not doing anything super intensive like editing or... I would recommend probably not... I, I wouldn't be one to take notes on an iPad, especially for classes. Yeah, it's it's a mixed experience. And like if you like it, then it's really good. But if you still prefer yeah. that tactile, like hard keyboard and, and a, a super fast prop, like the iPad is very, everything with iOS in general is very lightweight, doesn't take a lot of power. Like it's pretty, it's pretty simple. It's easy and it works really well for doing simple things. But at the same time, like if you want even a few more power features, you should you should just get a Mac. Like the iOS go, experience, go Mac, yeah. yeah, it's simple. My my one gripe with the iPad Pro lineup is that Apple still calls it like the iPad for professionals, but no professionals I know use an iPad. You have a point. Like the naming the naming scheme, 
is really great and it's super appealing because it's almost like now they've got the $329 regular 9.7 inch iPad uh, with some watered down features and then they've got the Pro iPad which in my opinion is what a normal $499 iPad should be but they're marketing it as something for pros but I can't like I can't edit videos on here without 40 dongles and a bunch of extensions and an SD card like it's so much of a hassle and I feel like a device made for pros really shouldn't be that hard to use. Like it should have the power that pros need to harness, but give them the ability to do their work. And sure, if you're a sketch artist, iPad Pro 10.5, 12.9 inch, those things are, are amazing. But that's like one pro out of a million. One percent. Yeah. Well, I think the biggest thing keeping me away from fully transitioning to an iPad is like the lack of a mouse. I use like a mouse so much, even like a trackpad or anything that like if I was if I was a pro user, if I just typing notes or anything, I feel like I would miss the having the mouse. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely something very, very different. Yeah, very, very. I don't even know how to describe it. It's just not the same as having a keyboard and mouse. And no, I, it's not. As much as I've tried to like make the iPad my computer for what I do, it's just really hard. Like every time... I, I just try, like even when I wake up in the mornings, I'll like check social media, see what happened overnight. And I still feel myself wanting to go to my iMac much more than my iPad Pro. The iPad Pro is super good if you have to go, if you like want to move downstairs or go throughout your house and have a, a great tablet. But for actually consuming or, or creating media, I 100%, I still enjoy a Mac. Yeah, and I, I think that's, that's why computers are still in existence and so very popular today because no tablets truly been able to even like there are two one tablets now but those are more of like either computers that are tablets or can be tablets or tablets that can be computers and there's really nothing that's been able to perfectly bridge the two yeah i agree completely well hey moving on do you want to talk a little bit about ar kit yeah ar kit that was one of the um, most exciting things i think that apple kind of showcased at wwdc and it was something that I was super excited for, just because the, um, the the features you can have and the the experience that it is is super just unique, and it's something that really nobody's nobody's like been able to do before. Yes. Oh my gosh. I um. Well, I was trying to think of of video ideas for on Friday. I was just like, what would be relevant? What would people probably be interested in? And then I was thinking like, I've said so much about you know iOS eleven but I never really took a look at ARKit. And for me, I have mentioned this in the video that I created, it, it was really, it was always a gimmick. Like the example I gave is Pokemon Go. You know, everybody uh -huh. heard of it. My grandma, now now do you guys, do you guys play Pokemon? <laughs> do you guys play Pokemon <laughs> Go? <laughs> but she was really interested because she's like, now I've heard there's been like robberies of people playing Pokemon Go. And mm -hmm. I'm like, grandma, I'm fine. You know, we keep our heads up. But that was like, the, the the public's first interaction with augmented reality, and I think it was a really and good from what I remember, from what I remember, though, is that a lot of people turned it off to save battery. Yeah, because it did drain your battery because it's using your GPS, it's using your camera. I mean, what what else do you need to have zero percent on your iPhone at any time? <laughs> so it was really yeah. good, though. Like, did you ever download it and play it and, and go to gyms and collect Pokemon? I never got a night. I never did, but I, I I did play it on somebody else's phone, and I just kind of experienced what it was like. I was one of those kids that played it for 
the six months it was crazy popular my friends and i got really into it and then you know after that you, you get bored and you move on but there's still apparently yeah. a very dedicated player base that that is into pokemon go and it's a great game i'm not bashing it by any means like i enjoyed using it it was really well made uh and, and nintendo and i forget the name of the other company that helped create it they, they did a niantic. great job yeah niantic they, they it was an amazing app like really good ar experience but it was so limited and they created their own custom AR modes and camera modules for this app. What Apple did with iOS 11 is they opened that functionality easily up for anybody to use. And we've seen so much cool stuff. What is your favorite AR thing that you've seen so far? My favorite was um, in your in the video you made. It was the battleships. Where you could scan over and see, like, look in and... Um, really take like a take a different perspective of the battle and even in apple's wwdc their ar demo of um it was like a like a night like an early 1600s kind of like medieval medieval battle and you could like look over and like see archer shooting and like doing all this cool stuff and i think that's one of the the best parts about it is just being able to take an entirely different perspective than what you're trying to see and what you than what you're used to seeing yeah, I agree. I mean, it's how cool is it to just point down at the ground and all of a sudden be in the middle of a battleship attack happening? Uh, my favorite one that I think I saw, well, there was a robot dancing one that was real creepy. Because it it legit looks like there's somebody dancing around in your room. Like the shadows, the way the lighting hits the, the robot incredible if you haven't checked it out i'll link it in the live chat right now and i just i think it looks so so good and and that developer has done an amazing job but realistically i think the one that i like the best has to be the portal version i mean that one where you can walk inside of it walk around it yes amazing amazing and i'm i'm curious if that's actually something you'd be able to do from your phone I'm not entirely sure that your phone would have the processing power to walk through a portal, generate a whole world, and then walk back out the portal and like you're back in this in this other universe. Yeah. And I'd be real curious to see how the developers integrate that into iPhones, iPads, whatever. It will be it'll be amazing. I cannot wait to make like a top 10 AR apps video once iOS 11 is released or actually try it out. Another cool one that I saw was a Falcon 9 landing in someone's pool from SpaceX. I mean, I just, it blows my mind. Like it's, it's, some of it is cheesy. It's not the most useful, but then you also do have useful stuff like having a tape measure on your phone and being able to use AR to dynamically measure things that you don't have on your person or if you don't have a tape measure you can measure a picture frame or measure some furniture i remember i think ikea is working on an ar app so that whenever you try to shop for furniture you can just pull it up on their app and see how it's going to look in your house before you even own it that's a really cool i'm excited for companies like that to do something like that exactly where you could actually use it more than just a gimmick of a robot dancing in your house yeah it sounds super super cool and I'm very excited for more people to get their hands on AR. I'm excited for apps to just be released. And it's one of those features, once again, that I think a lot of people just looked over. Like when I first saw iOS 11, I definitely looked over it. I was just kind of like, oh, AR, whatever, like not a big deal. Nobody's going to care. And then people started creating these amazing things. Developers got their hands on it. And then you get really cool stuff like rockets and portals and dancing robots and battleships in your living room. So when do you think AR is going to be 
implemented into into Apple's next devices? Do you think it'll come in the iPhone 8? Because that's been rumored a little bit. Or do you think we'll see it maybe two or three years down the line when phones have gotten a little bit more powerful and can really support that to its uh, to a, a better extent? Well, I could definitely see. I mean, once there's it's the vertical dual cameras in the iPhone 8, and there's definitely been some talk that those could have better AR or iris scanning on the front of the phone that could somehow integrate with these 3D sensing technologies. My question is though, I feel like on the regular iPhone, AR already works so well. I like can it can already apply itself in any environment with ARKit and iOS 11. So I guess my my question is, and like I, I don't know if you have the answer. I don't know if anybody has the answer, but what would like more hardware do for AR? Like what could new hardware on the iPhone 8 give you for AR? What new features could you get compared to just normal iPhones like we have now? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think obviously um, if you kind of look at uh, VR, VR is kind of like the start of VR is kind of what AR is at right now. Yeah. And there hasn't been a ton of support behind it, but um, small little things like the, uh, the HTC Vive kind of take it to a next step. And I think that's what Apple is going to do right now is they're going to take AR from this gimmicky kind of uh, thing that only a few developers have access to to something where a lot of people can access it, but it won't be at the top of the line kind of kind of experience. Yeah, I could definitely see that happening. But very cool if you have not checked it out. Um, I will leave a video link down below in the description. It's it's incredible, and I want to hear your thoughts on what your favorite AR experience that you've seen has been so far. What else is on the docket for today? Uh, I think, I think. Uh, have you heard um, Jay Z's new album? The uh, what is it? Four forty four. Yes. Well, I've heard of it, but because I am uh, not personally a subscriber to Title, I do not get to listen to the album. Did you use up your uh, three free months of Title exclusivity with The Life of Pablo? No, I've actually never signed up. Do they give you a three month free trial? The trial. I'm not sure how long it is, but when Kanye's album released, they they had one, and then uh, I guess if you didn't use it then, you could use it for Jay Z's album now. You know, I could, but I'll probably just wait. Well, I think you mentioned before we we started talking. Isn't there either a rumor or some leak that said it's coming to other streaming services soon? Oh yeah, it's it's more than a rumor. It's more than like a leak or somebody said this. It's like multiple news sites have like have reported on it, and it's like definitely going to happen. It's just um. Within the next week or two, it could come to Spotify, and it's likely going to go to iTunes and Apple Music. So that's that's what um, doesn't I don't like about these these exclusives on streaming services is that you get the exclusive for a week, and then it's you're pretty much paying forty dollars for a service that you don't. It's not as good as the other ones. Yeah, it, I don't know. Title is a well, title is a service has really it's fascinated slippery. me. Because, slippery slope. Yeah, yeah, it really is a slippery slope because they they have these really big artists. Jay's wasn't Beyonce? Isn't she a title exclusive? Person? I would imagine she is. If she's I'm, married to Jay Z. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So it's like Beyonce, Jay Z, and then of course Kanye West. So three of arguably the biggest. Probably the biggest. Yeah. Yeah, three of the biggest artists out there. I guess the like the question is. Can can artists themselves make people go to a certain service over another? Like, can the biggest people in in pop and music and rap cause people to subscribe to the service? And I don't I don't know I don't know if they can. But title keeps yes. title keeps kicking. Yeah, like you said, evidently yes. 
because Tile's still around, and I have I've told myself like I'm just waiting to see the tweet from from a news site that's like Tile officially shutting down as of this date. Please, that'll never happen. Jay Z has so much money; he's going to pump as much money into Tile for it to succeed. But if you think back, was it like a year? I mean, like a year and a couple months ago, when Drake's album released on Apple Music, I promise you, Apple Music streaming service like tripled in size when that album dropped. And then title. Nobody knew what title was until Kanye released Life of Pablo. And yeah. then everybody flocked and got their their month free trial on uh, title. And <laughs> Jay Z's album comes out, and everybody's gonna pay for one month on title just to listen to Jay Z's album. And I don't think it should be like that. I think that as like as, especially as consumers, use which one you like based upon which artist goes with with which um, streaming service. Because I personally, I, I love Spotify and I use Spotify every day. Mm-hmm. But, and so it's like, it's just different tastes and we shouldn't have to listen to like different music or have access to different music just because we don't like the same one. Yeah, I agree completely. It just, it, it makes me so upset. Like, I, I'm, I get so mad because <laughs> Spotify is like leading the, they're, they're like the leading streaming service. But because Apple has so much more like money to spend, they can afford to buy out Drake or Chance the Rapper or Kanye or Jay-Z or whoever they want. While Spotify kind of just has their fan, their huge base. Mm-hmm. And that's how they have to succeed. And it's just it's not really good for the consumers or the artists because they're not they're, the artists aren't getting out to as many people as they could. It's really only a good thing for the companies who pay for those who pay for those exclusives. Yeah, I agree completely. It's it's so, it's just strange. I like you said, Jay, like the artists frontlining for title, they have a lot of money. I'm I'm sure everything's gonna end up okay. But at the same time, you know, they're they're probably not making that much money. They're nowhere near as big as no. Apple Music or Spotify. And I, I personally have never met somebody who uses title. Who owns title? No, I don't know anybody who's paid for a month of t- title. I don't know. We'll see how long they last, but as of right now, I mean, they they keep the albums popping. I haven't even read anything, uh, any reviews about the album, and I haven't tried to listen to it just because not like the biggest Jay-Z fan myself, but, you know, people like him. I mean, he's it's like his 14th album or something. He's He knows what he's doing at this oh, point. Yeah. So you're kind of, you're in his lane or not. And speaking of, it's like his 14th album. This is another thing is that he pulled, him and, um, Taylor Swift, they both pulled all of their music off of, um, well, Taylor Swift pulled it off of Spotify. Jay-Z pulled his music off of Spotify and Apple Music. And, like, I don't think that if I'm a fan of Jay-Z, I should have to pay for title. Yeah, I mean, that's a very good point. Like, if you like an artist, you really shouldn't have to pay just to enjoy the music. And that's where, that's where it hurts artists is because I'm now not a fan of Jay-Z. I won't listen to any Jay-Z music because I can't. I'm mm-hmm. not going to pay for title just to listen to his music. So it's it's putting the consumers in a bad spot. I think. I think you're very. That's a very good point. I, it's it sucks because like yeah, if you want to listen to that new artist music, you got to do it in a roundabout way, or you got to sign up for this new trial. Back in the good old days, as they call it, everybody just got their music off of iTunes, and it was simple. But now there's so Our much CDs. competition. Yeah. <laughs> or what was it? Rhapsody, right? What? Have you heard of Rhapsody? No. I'm pretty what? sure it was like. I don't know. I feel like it was one of those. It eventually died. I think it ran into some copyright issues because I want to say you got like this really popular music for free somehow, but 
in the end. I think, I think you're thinking of uh, Napster. I think you're that right. One, it was Napster. Yeah, you're right. It that was, was in Napster. the Facebook movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Real quick. <laughs> well, yeah, but uh, if you guys want to listen to the new Jay-Z album, it'll probably be on Apple Music and Spotify, I would say, you within a week. You cut out, you cut out oh, there okay. for a minute. My bad. Um, yeah, my internet's been acting weird. But if you want to listen to the new Jay-Z or... Sorry, just the new Jay-Z album. You can go on Tidal right now or, you know, wait a couple days and get it on Spotify and Apple Music. You're plugging Jay-Z's album right now? Yeah. Well, uh, sorry, yeah. hashtag ad. <laughs> not actually not actually sponsored. I'm, I think it's a thing that if you say you're sponsored but aren't, you can get sued. So that was just a joke, not actually sponsored by Jay-Z. No. We should see if Tidal was sponsored this podcast. We yes. title exclusive podcast. Yeah, we're, we we just never mentioned Spotify or Apple Music again. <laughs> By the way, I, I was listening to Title the other day, and uh, Title was really great. It's a title. Because... <laughs> oh man, God, that would got... be the day. That will be the day. I don't know. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we wrap up? No, it's been a fairly slow news week. Um, nothing, nothing major changed in the latest beta, besides mm-hmm. the the AR kit, and I I don't know. There was a question. Um, do you know when the iOS 10.3.3 releases, when that Um, based upon Apple's previous history. Yeah, so I thought that it would be coming out, you know, by now, but for whatever reason, iOS 10.3.3 is just still nowhere to be seen. There have been five betas now, and nothing has changed, and nobody knows what's happening, and there's those new wallpapers, and it's it's strange. No, like no one knows what's happening. It's definitely going to end up being one of those security bug fix updates. And honestly, I could see it this week. I could see it the week after. I, they seem to be really, really waiting. And I don't know why they're waiting to release iOS 10.3.3. Like it's not a big update. I feel like there's not that many bugs to fix in iOS. It seems pretty Especially stable. Especially with with iOS 11 coming out very soon. Yeah, I mean, definitely, I feel like the majority of their tension is on the next big software update, and they have so yeah. much to fix with that. But, I mean, I would say iOS 10.3.3 is got to be releasing within the next two weeks. If it goes any longer, that'll just be excessive. Yeah, I, I think they need, to, they need to focus on getting that, that final release out and then focusing on iOS 11. Exactly polishing that up before before they release the next wave of iphones and before they officially release it yeah can't wait well alrighty, dude well that seems know. to be it yeah it was great talking to you it was it was a slow week like you said there was not a whole lot happening hopefully this week will be more exciting we will hopefully see ios 11 beta 3 if everything turns out i will have a very exciting video going live this week once i receive a certain product that i will not talk about right now because it's going to be a surprise and i'm super excited but uh, this week should stay tuned to the channel. Yeah, stay tuned to youtubecom slash uh, <laughs> But it should be a little bit more interesting than last week. All right, you're all set. Yes, sir. What Siri just activated? Siri? What? Wait, let me try it. Is this a bug? Yes, sir. Nope, she just got confused. All right, guys, you heard it here first. Siri now activates by saying yes, sir. Well, on that note, we will head out.
It was good talking with you guys. Hope all of you are doing well. Of course, if you enjoy the podcast, it would really help us out if you left a like on iTunes and let us know your honest thoughts about this format and stuff down below in the comment section if you're listening uh, later after we live stream almost every week on YouTube. All right, Vince, it was good talking to you. See you, bud. Yep, see you guys.